what's up, everybody? This is a the fifth installment of Fuck You Friday here on the Use Guys in That Podcast. It's Jay. With me, as always, is Angel the Sound Girl. Hello. Did you get your Corona cash? I did. You have you done anything with it yet? I bought a Samsung Galaxy S9 phone refurbished off of Amazon.com for a couple of hundred dollars as opposed to spending over a thousand dollars or close to a thousand dollars on a phone um i just can't spend that kind of money on a a phone i just i won't do it you do a lot with your phone though i mean yeah i mean i i get that you do a lot with your phone but i mean to spend a thousand dollars on something that you know you can get a pretty pretty decent computer for I mean, I, oh, yeah. I I understand like your computer, like your phone is also kind of like a computer and I get all of that, but there's only so much, you know, space that you have on your phone. And then some of these like new tablets and computers and that you can get it LTE enabled and then you can, you know, do calling. Sure. So, I mean. Well, I mean, you know, like I, your phone has... I mean, I, I use my phone for a lot of stuff. I got audio books, and of course, you had podcast apps and you know social media stuff like Twitter and Instagram. Um, I never put a bank app on mine, and they encourage you to have that you know that that your banking app, whatever bank you use for like your you know where you get your direct deposit or what have you. Um, I never put one on my phone. I never felt comfortable with having my account so readily accessible in the event that. You know, you're taking a dump at work and you leave your phone on the back of the stall or what have you, and then the next jerk that goes in there can have access. I don't know. I just, I'm very, I'm weird about that. I so. also, do, I don't have a banking app on my phone either because, like, if for some reason your Google, you know, your Gmail gets, you know, hacked and you use the same passwords. Oh, yeah, then yeah, Pandora's so, box has been unlocked. Absolutely. So, you know, I don't have that on my phone either, so I get it. All right. Well, that's good. Well... Any other purchases with that Corona cash? Uh, no, not so far. I just got the phone and, you know, looking at maybe getting um, an, another power cord or something like that, um, you know. Okay. But other than that, no, I have not purchased anything else with my Corona cash, just my phone. Well, that seems like you seem to be pretty happy with that purchase, so that's wonderful. What about you? What'd you buy? Uh, I got a 3D printer. I talked to a friend of the podcast who is very experienced, uh, and then I talked to another friend of mine who uh, is a personal friend, friend of the host, not so much a friend of the podcast, and both of them pushed me in the road. Specifically, one one gentleman pushed me in the right direction. In fact, gave me, said, buy this for what you want to do, and uh, he knows what I want to do, so um, I can't thank him enough. He knows who he is. Um so I'm looking forward to that, and I got some extra filament that went that that goes to it, and it's going to be a learning process. But the 3D printing community seems to be very um, willing to help people get to where they need to be, and it seems like it gets easier and easier to print fully functioning items, um, and not just what people are already thinking. I'm not going to say what that is, but they know what that is. But uh, you know, just you know, printing shit that you could sell, like you know, people on Etsy that sell, you know knockoff lego shit like i talked about before because my kid likes them so i've always been searching for the custom lego stuff that you can get that lego itself doesn't make so that's you know a nice little cottage i mean if you make enough of that and can sell them i mean you could pay for the machine itself already right so uh yeah and i'm gonna buy a couple of uh raised garden beds once again i'm going to practice what i preach so Two out of the three things I've covered that Sal talked about, a uh, friend of the podcast, Sal Mayweather, he said, you know, garden, uh, get a 3D printer, and of course the other thing is buy crypto. And I'm still not 100% sure where to go uh, to invest in buying Bitcoin. Um, all ears, if you would like to reach out to the podcast, uh, if you have some place that you guys like to go, you can... Uh, Catch us, uh, send us an email, excuse me, at useguysandthat at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at useguyspod. Uh, and uh, let us know if, if you care to. If not, that's fine. But I'd like to know where you guys go just to, to invest in, in crypto that you use. So, 
Uh, as far as buying other things with the Corona cash, you know, I'm fortunate enough that my wife and I, that neither one of us got laid off. We've been working regular hours, getting regular paychecks, so this is kind of like a, a bonus, and I know that we'll look to purchase a different home depending on when the housing market crashes, and it will crash. I think that's the next thing to go because people are going to try to offload whatever property they have because they're so far behind that they're going to have to... Like, it sucks to... It, it really does suck to bank off of the misery of other people, but unfortunately that's just the way it is. They need to offload it, and I would like to buy it. So we'll see what happens. Um, before uh, Before I get started... You know, I have a bone to pick with, I think, uh, a certain segment of the population, and I'm very upset about it. And this kind of started, like, Randy and I had a, had a conversation, and Randy uh, has a different experience through this uh, corona extravaganza that I don't. He works in healthcare, all right? Uh, he works as um, a paramedic. He works, you know, he's in an ambulance, and... Uh, you know, he's very concerned because he's seeing things that I don't see, and I'm glad that I don't see them. Uh, that doesn't make them less real because it's really happening, and we know somebody who's on, quote, the front lines of this sort of thing. And um, when he sounds worried, it, it, it makes me uncomfortable because I'm not used to hearing that kid get too concerned about anything. Um, I, uh, I'm really sick and tired of seeing a fellow Americans act like Stasi towards their neighbors, telling on them and calling quote the authorities and when they see somebody violating rules of quarantine, I think that uh it's some it's one of the most disgusting things that you can do is tell on your neighbor. Uh I there's no condoning it, um only for certain circumstances, but for something like this, if it doesn't affect you directly, I think that you really ought to keep your fucking mouth shut. And mind your own goddamn business. I agree. I, I think that, you know, you should mind your own business and you should always do that in any type of situation, whether there's a pandemic or something else going on. Um, obviously, if you are able to and somebody is getting, you know, injured and you're able to help and you can and you feel compelled to, I think that you should. But other than that, I think that you should really mind your own business. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think what your neighbor is doing should be any of your concern. You know, because what if it were the other way around? What if your neighbor turned you in because you were doing something? Not everybody can follow these coronavirus rules to a T 24-7. I mean, eventually... No, I agree. I, you're I agree. you're going to slip up just, you know, out of normalcy, like habits from previously. So, you know, you might step a little bit too close to somebody or it might be a nice day out and you might decide, oh, you know, let's go run down to that little playground or something like that. Or you may be walking with your kid and your kid's like, oh, well, look at the swing. And, you know, they want to go over to the swing and then you're like, you push them for a couple of seconds and somebody snitches on you for that. Like... And not that anybody would put their kid in, in danger. I'm just saying if that's an example, like, you know, it, it's hard. Entertaining children 24-7, and especially if you have more than one, you know, that's really hard. Like, I, I, I'm not in that situation, but I have coworkers and, you know, family and, and friends who have children. And one child is enough for anybody. When you have multiple children, like and you're stuck in the house all day, you know, you might do a little bit of something, especially if they're younger, to, you know, break the monotony, and I don't think you should snitch on that person. Yeah, I don't think you should snitch in general. I mean, I, I just, it's something that I really feel strongly about, and uh, running to the cops on your neighbors, on your fellow, well, I mean, if you on your fellow citizen, if you will, I mean, that's, I think it's so disgusting. I really, I can't even put into words how I, how I, it makes me feel. Now, Randy feels that uh, it's too early to reopen uh, the state, the functions. Like, where we live, where we all live, we live uh, in Ohio, where, you know, recently the governor decided that he's like, oh, we're going to do three different phases, and certain places are going to open up before other places. 
And I think the reason why they're doing it in phases is because if it fails at phase one, then you're obviously going to go back to zero, which is the current situation, let's say. The, I uh, I don't know. How do we all feel about opening up the uh, the st- your local? Your, let's let's focus locally because I really don't give a fuck what people in Washington D.C. have to say anyway. I do care about what happens around here with my neighbors and stuff. And what I'm mad about too. And I was telling Randy about this, like, and I don't mean any offense to you know the Bujahadeen, the Boogaloo boys, or any of these ice cream social uh, types. When, when is it that you guys feel it's necessary to kick this thing off? Because they were able to shut down this motherfucker without a peep, without a shot fired. Is this, I mean, is, uh, I mean when, if, when, is, when is Lexington and Concord part two? What is going to be the catalyst? They're going to go for your guns? They're not going to go for your fucking guns. No matter what Joe Biden says or any communist politician or Mr. Trump and his bump stock ban and take the guns first, due process later, conservative bullshit that people will defend on the right because he's a Republican, because they're disgraceful and they have they, they have no principles whatsoever. What when is they're not coming for your guns. It's not it's not gonna happen. Sure, different individual states will make restrictions like we already have. But uh, again, I was talking to Sal and he said that, you know, people are they they disobey gun laws all the time in New Jersey. Which I think is wonderful. I think it's, I think it's fantastic. I think I, it filled me with a little bit of hope. This current situation took a lot of hope away from me because the government was able to get everybody to queue up and lock it down. Now, lately, like it was in Michigan, they had Operation Gridlock or what have you. And, uh, but there was no fucking traffic, so whatever. Whatever. But yeah, they, they went to the Capitol and it was an armed protest, which is great. When are those arms? When, for and here's the other thing. Uh, there's a friend of mine who said we we're talking about the boog, and he said, and this gentleman is a uh, an army ranger, uh, retired. Uh, known him for Jesus Christ, twenty five years. Uh, we went to high school together. He's four years younger than I am. He said, "Man, he said I, I appreciate the boogaloo boys." He says you. He says these people have no fucking idea what the state is capable of. He said, "What are you gonna do? Run outside with your gun and try to fight?" He said, "There's somebody in an air-conditioned trailer with a PlayStation 2 controller. Exactly. That'll just fucking rain. Da- like you will not even be missed. Right. You'll be. There'll be parts of the leather that didn't uh, disintegrate when the Hellfire missile catches you. Right." Do that? Do the Boog boys understand that? Does anybody in the Boog, uh, the ice cream social community, say it? Because, yeah, sure. When there's a bunch of you, I mean, it would have to be, it would have to be like a Romania or a Hungary situation in 1989, 1990, when the uh, revolutions were taking place all across Eastern Europe, where, like, in Romania was the only violent one, like really violent. And I remember watching that on TV, and my, you know, my father was ecstatic because he fucking hated communism and. I was happy because he was happy or what have you because, you know, fuck the Soviet Union or what have you because you've been learning in school that they're terrible. It's one of the few things the school's got right. And uh, you're watching the Hungarian people and elements of the Hungarian people's army that defected over to the people fight the government in the streets. And tank crews that went from pointing their muzzles of their tanks, their T-72s or T-82s or whatever the fuck they were, from pointing it at the people to those gun turrets being pointed at the state. And the only reason that happened was because I'm sure that there were tank commanders that were looking around saying, okay, we could probably kill quite a few of these people, but at this point that they're so mad and they're like ants that they're just going to swarm us and they're going to pull us out of here with their bare fucking hands and rip us apart. Right. Well, see... The other side of that argument is, yeah, they have those drone strikes that they could do from an air-conditioned trailer with a PS4 remote controller thing or whatever it looks like, right? And they have all of this great and wonderful, fantastic technology. That technology is only useful in situations where they can use it and get away with it, legally or illegally. And I mean, like when they use it in Afghanistan or uh, Iraq or other places like that, you 
they're able to kind of bend the rules a little bit and do whatever they want and kill a group of people because there's nobody else around. There's going to be other people around. And if they just try to kill somebody because they go outside with a gun and say, leave me alone, and they try to use a drone strike, that's a bit overkill. So the PR disaster from that alone you know, yeah, but if it's open civil war, I don't think that they're going to be necessarily concerned with people whom they consider to be committing treason against the state. Uh, I get what you're saying, and it's like George Carlin says, you know, they're really good at killing a bunch of brown people. I, I understand that. But if the push comes to shove, do uh, – yeah, there are plenty of – Twitter's a great community. Uh, I really love Twitter. I've met so many wonderful people in the liberty movement on Twitter. Uh, but, you know – if your guns aren't for just, you know, your firearms aren't for just self-defense, then you really need to con- reconsider your motives. Now, if they come to load you in a box cart, understand that a co- understand a few things. Listen, you're going to die. You are going to die. That's first and foremost. Okay, you're that's not. You're going to die either by surrendering and going into the box car, okay, or you're going to die when they overwhelm you. It's it's an inevitability. So make your peace with it now and decide what you're going to do. That's something that uh, has been discussed long enough. You know, I had a relative of mine who had a tattoo on her arm courtesy of the German National Socialist uh, Workers Party, the NSDAP. Okay? She had a, her, my Aunt Maria had a nice tattoo with numbers on her arm. Okay? I'm not getting that fucking tattoo. Um, if anything should have taught us something from the last century... Is that, um, like you said, you, you're going to die in that situation. You, you are. How you die, especially in this country, if you have the capability of arming yourself, is in a different situation. But your weapon should be for self-defense. You shouldn't operate by the non-aggression principle. Okay? There's, once you, these, these, these anarcho-capitalists, you know, the ANCAPs are, uh, pick your pick your flavor of of um, Bujahadeen or ice cream social warrior that's going to go off and do this sort of thing. Well, who's to say that they're not going to enjoy the taste of power once they've overthrown the tyrant and they themselves become the tyrant? You know, it's just it's, it's happened so many times throughout history where people and there was it the Who that had that lyric uh, "New boss, same as the old boss." Yeah. That's the situation that we're going to run into time and time again. Your weapons, if you have them, should be for defending yourself, period. Because once you decide to go on the offense, I believe that you lose the moral high ground. And I'm not telling people what to do. You do whatever you want to do. But it's something that you ought to consider. I mean, it, it, it does warrant some consideration. So I getting back to the issue of, you know, when should things start to reopen across the republic I, i'm not worried about what they do in texas i don't live in texas and i very nice people that's their problem i don't know what they're doing i know down in florida they're opening beaches again um uh, what is it this, the, the, the last week of april uh i think they were one of the last ones to finally put the kibosh on it uh no judgment here i don't i don't know what's best for those people i don't what i did see was some statistics that showed that people were already beginning to social distance prior to the intervention of the state, both lowercase and uppercase. Because people out of concern were like, I don't want to be in a closed space with other people coughing. I had At work today, I had a truck driver come in, and he was coughing all over the place. And uh, he was about 35 feet away from me. And I already had my little black bandana covering my face because that's my boss is like anytime you're interacting with people on our docks with truck drivers or what have you make sure that you're covering your face with something i said okay i'll do that that's fine and i gave him shit for it i'm like what what's wrong with you are you sick oh no it's allergies i'm like well i have allergies too and when they kick off they're bad very bad in fact i don't know when i'm going to be able to go get my allergy shot because of this current situation do you even want to fucking walk in to a doctor's office right now. You don't even want to walk in there when it's flu season. No. Now it's super duper flu season. And for how long, we don't know. When is it appropriate to start opening things up? When do you start trusting your fellow human beings to do the right thing without pressure from the state? 
Uh, again, my my concern has been from the beginning how quickly we rolled over. And there was very few of us who were bitching and complaining about the authority of these governors saying, I don't give a fuck, regardless of if it's written, regardless if of it, uh, you know, being in the Constitution. Yeah. You, you're going to do this. We're going to shut it down. I'm in control. Some people justified it. And no matter what the the health risks are, I, I, I had a hard time with it. And... I'm gonna have a hard time anytime the go- even if even if uh, the governor's like, hey, you don't have to have two license plates on your car. We're like, well, now I'm gonna have two because you told me I didn't. Because I'm not fuck you. I'm not gonna do what you tell me to do. Because I'm unreasonable. And I understand that. But when when do people like when I asked Rand- Randy wasn't he didn't answer the question not deliberately. I mean, he was kind of upset because of what he was seeing. But if you're if you're in that position. What do you do? When is it appropriate to start opening things back up? Uh, I think that, you know, you have to gauge that um, responsibly. I mean, most of the people with the exception, think about what's closed business-wise, okay? Um, You have restaurants, you have bars, um... What else is closed? Uh, the the BMV, places like that. Yeah, sure. The title office, gyms, you know, dining. Yeah. Um, I mean, as far as gyms and things like that go, like, I, if you're going to open up a gym, you might as well open up a restaurant, in my opinion. Gyms, people are sweating. They're touching things. They don't. I mean, yeah, they they're, they're supposed breathing heavy all over the place. Listen, it's it. The gyms are disgusting. There's sweat. The amount of DNA that gets transferred in a gym, and I'm not saying restaurants are like the cleanest places either, right? No. Like, but at least at a restaurant, you feel like it's cleaner than a gym. Like people. Maybe the wait staff and, and, and kitchen cooks and things like that, like they sweat because they're, you know, hustling, you know, but the where you're at for the most part, like you don't have to like worry too, too much. Like if they're cleaning, you know, the table off and all of that, like they're constantly disinfecting like, you know, a booth or like the tables and things like that. I mean, they they keep the tables and things like that clean. Sure. Um, I mean, if you're going to open up a gym, you might as well open up a restaurant, in my opinion. All it's right. the same thing. Fair enough. So, I mean, I think you have to be, I don't know what the deal is with this coronavirus, but what I can tell you is if the president is saying, oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'm fine with you, um, you know all of these people that are going against the state stay-at-home orders, like, I'm encouraging it, like, yeah, get back at them, like, give them a hard time. You have to stop and think about that for a second. Why does he want you to go back to work so much? Uh, The economy, yeah, I get that. Sure. But are you going to be exposed to something that could potentially kill you? Because they keep saying oh, it's only obese people or it's only, you know, this group of people or that group of people or, you know, they have like all of these variables and they're they're trying to make you think that you can't get exposed to it. Well, I was watching a news story this morning and a basketball coach who is healthy, he's in his 40s, he contracted this. And this is like five weeks later, and he's still really, you know, he's still recovering from this, like this coronavirus. Like he had no pre-existing conditions. He was a healthy guy. Right. Yeah, I understand that. You know, he ran up and down and they're like, oh, if you exercise regularly, this will help you protect against the coronavirus. And I'm like, well, that's fucking bullshit because that guy got it. You know what I mean? Like you have to stop and think. Okay, what's best for me? And if a figurehead of any, you know, shape or form is encouraging you to do something, you need to ask yourself why. 
because they are the ones that most benefit from it. So if you're okay with benefiting the government and whatever it is that they want you to do, they want you to go back to work so that they benefit from it. Like he is, he literally benefits from this in some way, shape or form because he wants to get reelected. Okay. And he's like, yeah, rebel against the, you know, the states and say you want to go back to work. I, I, I support you. And then he turns around and acts like a tyrant, you know, before that, previous, he said yeah. that the president was the final say and that the governors, the individual states need him basically, you know, more than he needs them because it, 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 essentially like saying without saying that the states depend on the federal government for money. That was one way to look at it. The way I looked at it was is the relationship I always felt that they had was the states are vassals. That this is almost a quasi-feudalistic system where now we have a, a, a president who is a monarch, an elected monarch, and the states just report to him that they owe him fealty. Now how the... <laughs> if we're going to play the state game, the Constitution... I believe the structure that the republic functions on is that governors are independent and they don't report to the uh, the executive of the federal uh, of the federal government. That's not how this works. They are the executive of the state of the individual states. Right. So they have a lot of autonomy. In fact, they don't I mean they just don't report to the president of the United States. Neither do senators or congressmen or excuse me, not congressmen, but members of the house. Um, they do, depending on, I guess, party politics, like you lean on Republican members of Congress of both houses to do X, Y, or Z, or if it's a Democrat, the same shit, party discipline. Uh, but I don't, that man is a fool. And the shit that he says, I saw there was, he did some sort of a conference where he showed how many times the media got it wrong. Yeah. Now, as funny as that is, because the corporate press is the enemy of the people, I agree with that. That's what, that's what you, first of all, he downplayed this whole thing. I get it. I understand. He wants to be a tough guy. He doesn't think it's that bad. Whatever. He was wrong. He, he was, he was wrong because if, if it's not that bad, then why the fuck are we going through what we're going through right now? Does a lot of it have to do with fear? Maybe. Again, I wish Randy was here. I wish Randy was here to educate us directly on what he's seeing. But uh, I don't think we're going to be seeing him until there's a vaccine. But um, Well, I have a co-worker um, who is a firefighter in the state of New York. Um, and he, you know, works for us as well. So um, we're his second job. And... He actually has seen a lot of the issues, you know, with the coronavirus. And, you know, he's been kind of upset when the president has said, oh, well, we should do this or we should do that. And then people are like, oh, you know, Trump is going to open back up the economy and he wants get to get people back to work. And he's seen it, you know, on the front lines firsthand. And sure. he, he's like, no, 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 like that it you don't understand what's happening, you know. Um, he's essentially said to me, w like, without him being told directly that this virus, this coronavirus, when the people cough, like, it stays in the air longer than other respiratory illnesses, and it travels further. And so essentially, yes, like, while it's not airborne, it's kind of airborne, you know. And so he he knows, you know, how serious this is. And, of course, he lives in New York, so, you know, he's seeing... Essentially ground zero of this whole thing. In, yeah. In this country anyway, yeah. And, you know, it's it's pretty scary to think about that and how many times, like, him and his crew members have almost been exposed. And, you know, I mean, I can tell that he's really stressed out so 
you know, you speaking with Randy and Randy being upset and saying what he's saying because he he's living a different experience. Correct. So, I mean, he's probably worried that he's going to be stressed out even further because once you start to lift these restrictions, I mean, people are just going to go back to living how they lived before and quite possibly spread the disease even further. I mean, in this phase one, they're saying, you know, people who can work remotely should still work remotely. Right. Right. So nothing really changes there. Possibly in this phase one, you have the 10 people or less gathering rule. Right. Right. Um, And social distancing. So the only thing that's different is what? What's different? You get to go to the gym. You get to go to the gym. How are you going to stay away? And who's going to stand outside and make sure only 10 people are going in the gym at the time and that, that, that everybody's... How do you do that? Like, you can't. It's stupid. It's either, It needs to be an absolute almost. I understand Randy feels that they're getting pressure. Yeah. The government, the governors are getting pressure from the president to get get this rolling because the referendum on his presidency hinges very, uh, very strongly on how the state of the economy. And the state of the economy right now is not very good. It's not very good at all. No. And it's probably not going to be good for a very long time. So... Of course he wants to get the thing moving. Of course he wants uh, progress. But at what cost? And I understand where, the, again, I'm not mad about. I'm not mad about how Randy or your coworker feels. I understand. I get that. I'm just really pissed off at how we've we've seen now a real demonstration of power. A real demonstration of what the state is capable of doing, regardless of the rules in place. Like I, I, I posted something uh, that has a picture of the signing of the of the Constitution, uh, the Constitutional Convention, and uh, the ratification. Excuse me. And at the top it says, "None of this matters if there's a virus." Yeah. Well, I mean, like you have to, you just have to try to do your best to understand things. And do what's best for you. You know, I mean, like, the governor had stated in his press conference, like, it's going to be up to the individual to make the decision. You know, like, we're not going to, you know, if you feel like that you are at risk or what have you, then you're going to have to make that. So basically, he's like, well, if you're at risk, then you just, you know, lose your job or your employer has to make accommodations. What if your employer is not, doesn't want to make accommodations for you because you're at risk? Right. You know? I understand So, that. like, I mean, they don't even know. I have this article um, that said the coronavirus began months earlier and not in Wuhan, bombshell UK report claims. And this is from the dailystar.co.uk. So it basically, in a summary, talks about how Everything that they knew about the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic could be wrong. They have no idea what they're doing. So a group of scientists from the University of Cambridge has cast doubt on previous beliefs about when and where COVID-19 broke out. They think that it came further south in China from Wu, like further south in China from Wuhan, um, and that it may have begun spreading among humans as early as September 2019. So I want you to think about that. From September of 2019 until, what, December when they first started reporting? But they knew in October they had a problem, but they hit it. Right, of course they did. So from september 19th to the end of october when they first started to like really say oh crap something's going on here the virus had spread crazily right and then think about how fast it spread to other areas just think about that for a second like it it's kind of crazy i don't disagree how how crazy it is but um and then it goes on it goes on to say that um 
the coronavirus was hanging out in host animals, bats, dogs, cats, um, for years, several years, before it figured out how to attach to a human host. And then that human host, you know, started knocking about around in September of 2019, touching everything and going and doing its thing. And it lived in the human host, they think, for like a couple of a, a months before that or a month before that or something like that. And then it was able to spread that way. So like this virus like figured out all it wanted to do was get inside a human. And it well, figured out how to do it. That's kind of what they do. I mean, it's an it's a living creature that's evolving. No, right. And it apparently Mutating. apparently it mutates once a month. It changes and mutates once a month. Okay, so it started in September. So that's September, November, December, January, February, March. That's six months. So it's mutated six times, at least that we know of that they've been able to track via this, you know, however they do it. Um, so I just find it interesting. And I just call, I just tell people, be cautious. Sure. You know, don't just believe everything you hear from every single news source. It's somewhere in the middle. And they keep telling you, oh, only, you know, fat fucks can get it. And, you know, if you're unhealthy and a disgusting person, you're the only people that can get it. That is absolutely not true. I don't think it's about getting it. I think it's about the suffering, the level well, of the, suffering. Well, the level right? of suffering, yeah. But that's not true because there have been people that have been healthy or average or above average with, you know, their fitness and healthiness level. Right, yeah. And they've gotten this DM sickness and, you know, have almost died or died, you know, and it, like taking literally a healthy person that exercises, it takes care of themselves. It takes five weeks or more for them to recover. And if you aren't healthy, what does that mean for you? You know, like if you get it, like, and you may not ever fucking get it. Who knows? Nobody knows. Or you're asymptomatic, like 20, allegedly 25 or 20 to 25% of the population that get it will be asymptomatic. I don't even know what that means. Like, how, how do they even know? I that... don't know. That's my problem is I'm very cynical about how they're getting information because it's too early. It's, we're still, this, we're going to feel this for a while. Right. And I think Randy might be onto something with the the governors being pressured by the at the by the federal level who at the federal level i'm sure that we all can point a finger as to you know who that might be most likely the guy that lives at 1600 pennsylvania avenue because his reelection prospects hinge upon the performance of the economy i doubt he'll get reelected now Oh, I agree with you. I mean, it I mean, if he was up against a competent oppo opponent that doesn't have fucking dementia, it's a slam dunk. Slam dunk. I think if uh if Bernard was running instead of um fucking demented old bat Uncle Joe, middle class Joe as he calls himself, I think he gets fucking flogged hard. Uh I still think that <laughs> that Hillary would have a hard time winning because she's so fucking despised. But if you if he were up against a competent opponent, and I would say Bernard is very competent, you know, people don't like him because he's very socialist, and I mean he's he kind of wears that on his sleeve. You know what you're getting before he even shows up. I think that he gets flogged. I, I think that Mr. Trump still stands a pretty good chance at winning because Joe is I I really believe suffering from dementia. I don't think he is mentally fit to operate a, a motor vehicle, let alone run for the presidency. I'm not going to vote for either one of them. I'm not going to vote at all. I don't vote anymore. Um, but we'll see what happens. Mr. If the What he's trying to do, at least in my opinion, with the Corona cash, and I don't think this will be the last payment of Corona cash that people are going to get. I really believe that this is a UBI that's here to stay, that we're going to get 
supplemental checks that are just going to keep coming to people. That's a good way to purchase a temporary uh, loyalty of um, a voter, let's say, you know, who's down on, you know, think about the poor white people that live in Appalachia or whatever that already voted for him. And now he's hand, he's throwing them money when they're down on their luck. Yeah, this is a good way to generate at least a little bit of loyalty with your base. Maybe expand on it a little bit. Oh, he cares about the workers. Oh, he cares about people. Yeah, when we talked about the rent thing, like, people failed to realize that, oh, yeah, you know, you can get a forbearance on your rent. But, bitch, you better have that check ready in three months. That, that, that didn't go away. No, they, it didn't they go did, away. You owe that money to you them owe still because you signed a contract. Tough times ahead, and uh, as mu- I think there's a, a good, uh, there's a fair chance that he wins re-election, and I also think that there's an even, there's a a a slightly smaller chance he loses. It all depends if this continues to spiral out of control. Let's say uh, they, let's say this all reopening happens again, and it's too soon, and the whole thing really goes down further. Let's say that's over September, you know, like August, September, October. The closer that it's fresh in the minds of the sheep that are going to go to pull the levers, perhaps. And that's even if they count their votes. I mean, he threw the money to the right people, right? I mean, he, he already, the, the, the mass of corporations got huge amounts of dollars, right? The airline industry got money. <laughs> uh, who else? I mean... The, the ba- did the banks get money? The banks got money out of this, didn't they? Everybody got money, like except for the except for the people who who really needed it. Just like it happened the last time, where the banks got bailed out instead of the American worker that got fleeced. I know it's just it's it's appalling. That's what it I'm trying appalling. to say. Like, and he was supposed to be, you know, they never are okay, but he's supposed to be for you know the people or what have you. But he didn't even do what was right. Like, nope. Fuck United. Fuck United Airlines, okay? Fuck all of the airlines. Why are you getting any money? You overcharge for your flights, and you are a bunch of fucking assholes. You know, they still charge you change fees, and, like, if you cancel your flight, they don't give you a fucking refund because they're they're a bunch of fucking filthy animals. You know what? Southwest gives you a refund. They're they're nice. You know, they're so behind the times and these motherfuckers are, are, are getting money. Like the, the airlines suck. Oh, they do. United it, sucks. Terrible. Just terrible. Like it, it and they get a fucking bailout? Like, why are we constantly helping people that suck? It's not even real it's not even free market principles. No, I mean, that's what I mean. I don't mean people. I mean corporations. I mean this fucking United Airlines. Like, do you know that the government now owns 3% of the fucking airlines? <laughs> that's perfect. Like, That's it, wonderful. It's ridiculous. Like, I'm so sick of this shit. Like, I'm so sick of, like, just constant fuckery. No, I, I, I'm with you on that one, and that's why I don't participate, because I am sick of the fuckery, but... Like, I'm just tired of it. Like, you know what? Just, you know, you people suck. And the reason why they're all freaking out over this shit is because the entire, you know, all of them are old. They're like, oh, only old people can get sick and die from this. And, you know, they're they're vulnerable. Like, every single one of these people are a vulnerable population. You know? Yeah, yeah, this is true. And uh... (laughs) that's probably why they shut everything down the way that they shut it down. That's a good possibility. It's ridiculous. It's a good possibility. Uh Anyways, I don't want to talk about coronavirus anymore. I got something cool to talk about. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So, NASA to launch astronauts from U.S. soil for the first time in nearly a decade with the help from SpaceX. And this is from NBCNews.com. All right. NASA and SpaceX are targeting May 27th for the launch of Demo 2 the first launch of NASA astronauts from the U.S. since 2011, and the first crew launch for Elon Musk's space company. So, basically, they're going to go and, you know, do stuff. But um, I'm going to get to the end where I find this is where SpaceX is brilliant. So, NASA has awarded SpaceX more than 3.1 billion under the commercial crew program to fund development of capsule with the company also contributing hundreds of millions of dollars to its own funds when needed 
Boeing is also developing its Starliner spacecraft to compete for contracts with the company having received more than $4.8 billion in awards since commercial crew began. So basically, they're going to have a Crew Dragon capsule to the International Space Station, um, and two astronauts will be aboard, a pair that will be the first NASA astronauts to launch from the U.S. since the end of the space shuttle program in 2011. So they're not, it's not like they're going to the moon, but they're going to go to the International Space Station, which I guess previously we were just hitching a ride with Russians to the International Space Station. Yes, this is correct. So... I find that really cool. Um, And so the NASA administrator, Jim Brindenstein, earlier this month explained to CNBC why Demo 2 has been a priority for the agency. We need access to the International Space Station from the United States of America. Commercial Crew is the program that is going to make that happen. It's essential for our our country to have that capability. So it's very exciting because... We stopped doing that, and we were hitching a ride with Russians, and now we're going to do it ourselves again, which I think is brilliant, and it's exciting, and go NASA. All right. Well, that's uh, that'll be interesting to see how that all uh, turns out. So uh, that's at least a, a bit of a different flavor of news that we're, we haven't been hearing, really. Uh, just want to talk shortly about uh, – I have a friend of mine who lives – in a pretty big city in eastern uh, Pennsylvania, and uh, we were talking about the uh, the food supply chain during this uh, sort of this situation, and uh, he had told me that the store that he shops at had run out of food, at least you know like chicken breasts and beef and things like that, you know regularly. Like you have to get there super early, and you have to make sure that you you know that you queue up and wait. Well, he finally started going to uh, Amish country, which is, oh, 25 to 30 minutes outside of the city that he lives in. And he's able to find full uh, whole chickens, chicken breasts, all that stuff, beef, goat. He bought half a goat. Hmm, interesting. He, uh, he said he stocked his freezer for, for another six months. Good just, for him. Just by going there. And uh, what he was telling me is that now he said that you're going to notice a significant difference when you buy chicken breast from a Amish outfit versus one at the grocer, a regular grocer, simply because the Amish aren't injecting their fucking chickens full of whatever the fuck the uh, industrial ones are. Yeah, the the steroids, the antibiotics, right. and all of that jazz. If you want to talk about shopping locally, shopping local business and all that other stuff, I don't. And by the way, he said that the Amish were wearing masks. So even those people who don't too much believe in science, that you know, they're not huge in the scientific community. They even understand that uh, being exposed to people in a major East Coast city uh, may not be the best idea without having some form of protection. So fair enough to them. But, I mean, you want to talk about shopping locally and shopping, you know, getting food that isn't bad for you. I think that uh, the Amish, if you have an Amish community where you live, I think that's a great choice. I mean, we do. Where I live, um, so that's just something to keep in mind, and maybe we need to go back to going to butchers, you know, instead of just trying to get everything at one location. I mean, that was the convenience of a supermarket, was that you got your produce, your beef, your um, your dry goods, everything was in one stop. Well, now maybe it's going to be necessary to go to a couple of different stops. You go to a produce stand, you go to a butcher, things like that. Yeah. So. Uh, he also is growing a victory garden. That's what he calls it, a victory garden. Good for him. Isn't that what they called them back in World War II, victory gardens? I believe so. Well, you would be the expert, sir. I, I believe that uh, that's what they were called, were victory gardens. So, something to consider uh, going forward. And again, I'm, I look forward to detailing the progress of... I, I'm not going to plant right now. I'm going to plant closer to we get to um, May simply because it's snowing right now where we live. Well, yeah, you have to wait. So, but I'm I'm really anxious to get uh, to get going uh with uh planting a garden and getting started. But again, if anybody has any suggestions as far as where to go for crypto, please drop us an email at useguysandthat@gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram same handle at useguyspod. 
please get a hold of us. Let us know where you go to invest in crypto and what kind of crypto you invest in. Are you not that are you a fan of Monero instead of Bitcoin? Um, we're all ears here. This is uh, something that we've definitely never uh, swam in these waters before. So please get a hold of us. Just to uh, close out a little bit on what's going on um, in the country, and I know that you don't really want to talk about what's going on with the coronavirus, but check this out. This is from Reason Magazine. It says a teenager posted about her COVID-19 infection on Instagram. A deputy threatened to arrest her if she didn't delete it. So just so you know, the police, I know, oh, it's isolated, you know, contacts. Do you have any contacts? Oh, it's an isolated event. Listen, this is what's happening. Now someone is getting threatened to be arrested if they don't delete their posts. So, you know, and of course they're going to cite that you can't yell fire in a crowded movie theater. Uh, I don't necessarily think that's the same thing. And uh, Well, I like I tried to tell you earlier and the listeners, like these people are crazy. I mean... Which the, ones are crazy? The government, the, the police, the, the just listen. Like, don't... If you have the coronavirus and you don't fit the uh, norm that the people are trying to tell you, like they're making you like feel bad about yourself because like you're overweight or something, like I take it personally. I'm like, oh shit, am I going to die now? Because like, you know, like I'm overweight. Like, I, I don't know. Um, you know. I think you should talk about it. If you're 19 and you got the coronavirus and you're having a rough go, I think you should do whatever you want and, you know. Fuck that. Like, fuck those people in those states that tell you you can't. And right. you okay. should move into a, you should move. You should leave the state that are, that is restricting you so much. Like, I read this, that the state of Virginia passed, um, like, red flag gun laws and a couple of other things. Imagine that. And, you know, it really, I'm like, just fucking leave. Fuck them. Like, if they don't have, like, your taxpayer money to fund anything, then maybe they'll, they'll change their mind on their fucking stance. Like, come move to Ohio. You know what I mean? Move like, to West Virginia. Move to West Virginia. Just get the fuck out of those areas. Like, don't, I mean, or you could just, con you could break the law and, like, not follow their rules or whatever. But I think it, it, it says more if you just leave. If they don't have any money to generate anything, then maybe they might consider... Like, oh, okay, maybe we crossed the line here. Like, what happened to Virginia? I thought it was for lovers. I think that's Ohio. Oh, is <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I thought that, you know, Virginia was, like, an all right state. Like, it all of well, a yeah, sudden. Well, yeah, it's the uh, Culpepper Minutemen, you know, the don't tread on me people. That's that's where, yeah, They're getting man. fucking treaded on. Hard. Yeah. Like, Very hard. So what the fuck is happening in the state of Virginia? Uh, communism, I would imagine. I like get the fuck out of there. Move, move. Yeah, leave. I don't. I don't know what happened. They really. Hey, listen, man. That's for you, fucking motherfuckers that advocate for this goddamn democracy so hard. Well, suck it up because these elections have consequences. Where now in a state that was pretty safe for the gun rights community, and by the way. That march of 20-some thousand people who were armed to the teeth, including a bunch of fucking red-coated sheriff's deputies who were, quote, allegedly supporting the Second Amendment, uh, didn't do you much good, did it? Didn't, yeah. didn't do you much good. Like, you flexed, and they were like, go fuck yourself. We're going to do it anyway. You're going to have to vote those fucks out and then, like, rechange the law. Like, I don't know what—I I don't know. But either that, if, like, if there's no hope in doing that, then I would just, like— move i i i balk at the idea of voting at like oh you know we're gonna vote out the, this group of fucks to vote in a different group of fucks to go do something i'm not i'm not criticizing you i'm just saying i'm that, just uh, saying that that's the system that we have in place so that's what you sure. have to work with those are the cards you have been dealt sure play you're, them yes you're right about that uh and i wish you luck or you just like uh like the folks in new jersey the, the gun people in new jersey are just Get a 3D printer and get the right PDFs and start printing your own shit that's completely unserialized and unregistered. There's no proof of, there's no purchase trail, there's no paper trail, there's no gun store, there's no FFL. Go for it. I mean, this is a, when people talk about 3D printing rendering gun laws obsolete, it's very literal and I think it's wonderful. And as time marches on, 
you'd be surprised until you ban until they banned 3d printers yo like it, it, good luck with that I listen i understand what you're trying to say but it's the fucking government they'll find a way to fuck you like if you find a good thing don't talk about it mind your own fucking business don't don't advertise the shit that you do like just shut the fuck up and do it but don't advertise it don't don't talk about it don't say you're gonna do this and 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 break gun laws because then they're gonna fucking they listen to everything right like so just shut the fuck up about it and do it don't talk about I'm it. sure that they already are doing it so I don't think you have to worry too much to worry about in that uh respect but uh yeah uh I, this I'll post the uh these uh articles will be posted in the show notes when this episode is uh up and running but uh this uh young lady posted that uh on Instagram that she had COVID-19 was self-quarantining uh, her condition worsened and she was brought to the hospital for treatment. She posted again about the experience on Instagram. Finally, they were able to test her. The test came back negative. According to the lawsuit, doctors told her she was she likely she missed the window for testing positive. But she probably did have coronavirus despite the test results. False negative results have been an ongoing issue in accurately diagnosing infections, FYI. After she returned home from the visit, she posted again on Instagram and included a picture of herself at the hospital wearing an oxygen mask. The very next day, Patrol Sergeant Cameron Klump of the Marquette County Sheriff's Department showed up uh, on the family's doorstep. He was there under orders from Sheriff Joseph Conrath, one of the King's men, to demand that Amaya and her father, Richard Kuhn, remove Amaya's Instagram post. If they refused, Klump said the family faced charges for disorderly conduct and Klump told them he would, quote, start taking people to jail, according to the suit. Now, Go you, ahead. Take me. You can read the rest of this when we post it. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But I just want, I had posted earlier this week about the cops not being your friends. And it, it had specifically to do with the Raleigh Police Department down in, uh, North, is that North Carolina? Yeah, Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay. They said that uh, protesting was not an essential function. Um According to the First Amendment, to peaceably assemble and uh, redress grievances against the government is literally an enumerated right in the Bill of Rights, specifically the First Amendment. Right. So, once again, none of this shit matters if there's a virus, right? Is that what we're saying here? Is that... It, it, the I think it depends on the state. I think, like... But what happened to North Carolina? I don't know, but I can tell you that in the state of Ohio, our governor made sure that he put in the state of uh, the stay-at-home order that it did not apply to people assembling for the freedom of speech. That that is not uh, being taken away. You know, I don't know how to phrase it, but he said... Um, you know, everybody has to stay at home. It's not it, being infringed upon. Yeah, like it, it's not being infringed upon. Like it's not, you know, you have the, the right to still, you still have your rights. Okay, so this stay at home order and social distancing of 10 people or less, et cetera, et cetera. Right. This does not apply to you. So he also included in there um, that gun stores were to stay open and, um, you know, and continue to sell firearms and ammunition because that is the, it's considered essential because it's your security. Right. You know, it's, it's for your protection. It's for self-defense, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. He put that in the stay at home order to make sure that everybody understood. Right. Like what was going on. No, I, I, I understand I understand what you're saying, and I think it's a wonderful thing that uh, we um, that at least we don't live in such a terrible communist state. Okay, um, I, I I'm looking forward to seeing the fallout for some of the like th somebody's going to be taking this to court. Okay, it, somebody has to take this to court at some point in time. Okay. I don't know how the, the, the courts are going to rule on it. I think you can't trust the courts to do the right thing, obviously, because they're an arm of the government, of the state. But once in a while, these judges get a little uh, hair up their ass, and they decide to do something about it. So we'll see what happens. I'm very curious to 
see what the fallout is legally with these states who like I cannot and you should see the fallout on Twitter where people just tore into their ass like you know you red coated fucks this that and the other thing you know don't you have any dogs to shoot but, shit like that but what are people doing off of the internet is anybody doing anything off of the internet those fuckers up in Michigan did they fucking went to the state capitol and of course they showed up armed I don't know what I'm being armed I'm talking about the people in the state of North Carolina, or I'm sorry, in the city, Riley, in the state. Riley, in yeah, the state Nor- of North Carolina? Yeah, like. I don't know what they did. They what, complained. I mean, like, what happened to that girl with that, at the end of the article? Like, did they did they tell them to go fuck off and go ahead arrest me? Did well, they, they're, they're taking them to court. Good. Like, I hope that they get, you know, I hope they sue the fuck out of those fucks. Like, fuck you. Fuck you. Disorderly conduct, motherfucker. You showed up to my motherfucking house. Mind your own goddamn business. I couldn't agree with you more. Mind your own goddamn business. Get the fuck out of here with your goddamn bullshit. (laughs) Like, who the fuck, like, who thought that that was a good idea? This is what I'm talking about. That's why, because cops and, and, and sheriffs and whoever the fuck else, like, Local cops, fucking state, you know, sheriff, whatever. Like, unless you specifically fucking enumerate things, they're going to do whatever the fuck they want. And they they think that they can. So then they start fucking pushing people around because they think they're a group of fucking bullies and that you have to obey them. Obey my dick, bitch. <laughs> All right. Like, I, I hate that. Who the fuck shows up to somebody's house when their daughter is sick in the goddamn hospital? What kind of couth is that? Like, you don't you don't have any fucking, uh, you know. Decency. Decency or, or like. This have is you, the fucking police we're talking about. Of course they don't have any d- fucking decency. don't they want to know if there's fucking some, uh, you know, virus situation that they could get sick to? You're showing up to somebody's house that had the fucking coronavirus, right. you dumbass. That's like you see the fucking cops sitting on the side of the road going to see who's speeding and write them a fucking ticket during a pandemic. Okay, that's smart, you dumb fuck. Well, then they deserve to get sick. Yeah, but that's what I'm trying to say. Like, what the fuck? Well, here, I'm going to tell you what the end of the article says. That evening, the family would discover that a school administrator sent out an alert to families accusing Cahoon, that's this uh, this young lady, of making it up and assuring families that any information of infection was just a rumor. Quote, let me assure you that there is no truth to this, end quote, the message read. This was a foolish means to get attention, and the source of the rumor has been addressed. The rumor has caught the attention of our public health department, and she was involved in putting a stop to this nonsense. The family then connected with the Wisconsin Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty, and the Institute sent a letter to to Conrath warning him that he had violated Cahoon's First Amendment rights and demanded both an apology and promised that there would be no further threats or criminal charges against the family for Amaya's post. Conrath refused, and now the Wisconsin Institute of Law and Liberty is suing Conrath and Klump in the United States District Court for the Eastern District of Wisconsin for violating Cahoon's First and Fourteenth Amendment rights. Her Instagram posts are protected speech, and the Institute argues and that there is nothing about her posts that, the, that violated the county's disorderly conduct laws. And even if they did, the Wisconsin Supreme Court has held that disorderly conduct statutes in the state cannot be applied to speech protected by the First Amendment. So, again, that's the point that I was trying to make not too long ago. I'm curious to see how this stuff gets carried out in a court of law. I don't have a lot of faith in the legal system. I don't know any of my friends that do. Very few do. Because the cops, the prosecutors, and the judges all get the paycheck from the same people. They're all paid by the same boss. So it's kind of hard to expect equal and fair justice. But uh, I got this story from uh, a future guest of ours, Mistress Scarlet at WI, Miss Scarlet with one T. Uh, we got in touch with her, and she is going to be a guest on the Use Guys in that podcast as soon as we get our mixer that we can make uh, phone calls and record the phone calls here. Uh, really appreciate her. Thanks for the follow, and uh, thanks for being willing to uh, be a, a guest on our show. Uh, she's a really interesting individual, and I'm sure that we'll really enjoy talking to her. Uh, a couple of shout-outs I'd like to go through. Of course, as always, a friend of the podcast, friend of mine, Sally Mayweather, at Sally Mayweather. Uh, Paul from B-Town, talking to nobody. 
And of course, a uh, friend of the podcast, Kathy at Cappy Mar for the shout outs and the follow, uh, follow for follow uh, Liberty Fridays that she does. What a tremendous job of connecting so many uh, like-minded people really appreciate her. Uh, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? I do not. I just, you know what? Like, fuck the police. Like, I'm sick of it. That's all I have. Like, fuck that goddamn bullshit. Like, I, I am, agree. I am, I am sick of it. I am so sorry uh, to offend anybody with the the goddamn um, if that offended you, but I'm sick of it. I'm so tired of it. Like, fuck the police, and that's it. And uh, my Twitter handle at, is at, at angel underscore sound girl. That's all I have. Okay, and then our friend, uh, our co-host Randy, is at uh, Randy Rand underscore duh underscore man. Like I said, I don't know when we're going to be able to get him back. Hopefully, sooner rather than later. And of course, yours truly is Jay Colo, J A Y C O L E A U. We are at Use Guys Pod Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We are also on iTunes, Google Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio. Podbean, and uh, I know I'm fucking forgetting another one. I forget it every single goddamn time. I can't ever remember which one it is. But oh, Spotify. That's it. Should have been one of the easiest ones. Uh, we're on Spotify as well. So please uh, download, subscribe, get a hold of us. We're use guys and that at gmail.com. Anytime you want to reach out to us, I know it's a short fuck you Friday, but fuck you Friday. I hope you enjoyed it. And again, again, get a hold of us. Uh, we appreciate the new followers on uh, on Twitter, and that's once again thanks to Kathy at Cappy Mar for introducing us to fellow like-minded uh, people who love liberty and individualism and freedom. So, uh, from me, Jay, and uh, from Angel the Sound Girl, bye. We wish you nothing but the best. Take care of each other and take care of yourselves. Okay, see ya. <laughs> <laughs>